Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. Hey, stoners. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hey, stoners, we're back. I love that they're the stoners. It's my favorite part of this podcast. Love that they're the stoners. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, technically, we're also the stoners. I'm not really, but kind of. Honestly, I'm on so much coffee every day that I might as well be on like stoned on something. Well, that's great because coffee is my other thing. Molly makes so much fun of me because I drink Dunkin' Donuts coffee. But honestly, it's just my favorite. <laughs> I mean, get it, girl. My favorite is Green Mountain coffee. <sighs> no, I hate that. Specifically the hazelnut flavor. I'm so excited to have my own space when I come to Tennessee now because I hate that coffee. Well, your Dunkin' coffee is still in my pantry. Well, that's good to know. Then I won't have to buy some when I get there. It's so gross. Nobody wants to drink it. Love it. (laughs) I I would pick a Dunkin' Donuts coffee over Starbucks or coffee bean any day. Meh. I do like coffee bean. All right. We're so off track. No, Um, we're not. We're talking about (laughs) coffee and weed. What better things to talk about? Uh, How you doing, Tiz? You know, I'm good. I'm hanging in there. I've already been outside planting this morning. Oh. Actually, a very large plant. Really? Yeah, it's the first time I've ever done that, and it was not easy. Is it a marijuana plant? Absolutely not. But you know what? I'm getting such a green thumb. I'm thinking, why would I not do that? I mean, I think you should. I think it's pretty intense, though. Um, I, like, I talked to somebody about doing this one time, and they were going to have to come to my house every single day to do stuff to it, and that did not sound like fun. And even, like, how we Zoom and stuff, like, why can't I just be on Zoom with whoever that is until I really learn and do it myself? We need to have my friend JB on the podcast next week so you can ask him these questions and he can tell us. But this week is super exciting because this is going to be a joint episode and very appropriately my mother is holding a joint in her hand it's a joint episode with caitlin bristow the queen of all podcasts this is going to be so great i'm obsessed with her in such a major way love hanging out with her last time we were with her we were in vegas oh yeah that was really fun actually yeah it was really the iheart festival yeah. How weird. It is exactly a year ago because iHeart Festival is getting ready to happen this year, I believe. Yeah. Right. They ha- it probably isn't really happening. Though, I mean, right? it'll, if it happens, it'll happen like online. Virtual or something. Yeah. Caitlin is so fun. She is the life of any and every party. Uh, and if it's not a party, she'll make it a party. And she is just literally like the queen of podcasts. Like her podcast is just does so well. And I have so much fun every time I've been on Off the Vine and Grape Therapy. So very exciting to give her a call today and, and do a joint podcast with KB. So shall we call her up and get this bang started? Not yet. I have to say one more thing. Oh, what do you have to say? Um, I have to say, I cannot wait to see her and everybody has to go and watch for Caitlin on the new Dancing with the Stars. Oh yeah. Tish loves dancing with the stars. I love dancing. You know that this is her dream come true. Like she's wanted to go on this show for years. It's my dream come true. I am the dancing queen. Well, maybe she can go on and win and then tell them that they need you. You know what? I'm too old for that because your dad is constantly like, you need to go on Dancing with the Stars. You would win for sure. You absolutely would win. I'm like, if I spin in circles twice, I am so dizzy. Like, there's that just can't happen at this age. I guess I have vertigo in my old age. But honestly, you know what I really think would be good for me is to be a judge. Oh, that would be so good. But the thing about it is, I'm just going to pitch myself right now. Pitch away. I mean, who else... I danced my whole life, like, up until I got pregnant with you. Sorry. I wanted to be a rocket, but, you know. Um, (laughs) And then, like, just everything that I love has to do with dancing and, you know, just all through Molly's entire career. Like, I learned the choreo for every single tour. 
No, like, you so- are the literal Mean Girls mom, side stage, doing the dance like she does with the Santa Claus song in Completely. Mean Girls. That, that's Tish. Oh, my gosh. I'm dancing to every song, and I am perfect choreography every You're time. Insane. So just if anybody needs a judge, I'm the dancing queen. I would be so good, and I love it so much, and I wouldn't even cheat and give Caitlin good scores because I love her. Oh, my God. I'd be honest. But anyway, let's call her. All right, let's call her. I'm having tef- technical difficulties. There she is. What I tell you. That's okay. And I have those all the time. Constant. I'm constant. I can't see you, mother. Hold on. Coming. Hi. <laughs> Hold tight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there? The marijuana. Oh, the marijuana. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Are it's you it. are you in LA right now, Fish? Yeah, I'm in LA. Okay, because that's, I'm like, when are they going to legalize it in Nashville? Never. Never. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's like they absolutely should, but like I know they decriminalized in Nashville proper, but I think still like Franklin, Spring Hill, I think it's still illegal there. I'm not sure. But like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a while. Yeah, it's annoying. Okay. I know you guys probably talk about this all the time on the podcast and on social media and everything, but like the fact that you, first of all, is there any off limits talk with like sexy time and your boyfriend in front of your mom? No, zero. When's the last time you saw Rye? March 9th. March 9th. Okay. And then you guys obviously had plans to like be together and all of a sudden this shit happened. And so you haven't seen him since. Are you guys just like going ham on FaceTime, like FaceTime dates, FaceTime, like sleepovers, FaceTime, everything? So I am the absolute worst. I like barely (laughs) talk to him. Really? I know. Okay. So in the beginning we were talking a lot and I just, it's gotten so hard, KB having the same conversation every single day and he I feel bad for him because he truly cannot leave the house like South Africa is locked down oh really like unless you have a special like affidavit from the police saying you're traveling for work you can't really be in the car going somewhere unless you're going to the grocery store so like he really can't leave so every day there's like six activities he's he's doing one or multiple of these six activities Sleeping, playing video games, hanging out with his mom and sister, going to the grocery store, smoking hookah, or walking the dogs. There's no other activity. That's it. It's hard because you guys have already done the long distance thing. So you've had like the deep conversations and like getting to know each other and you've like traveled the world and like seen things together. And now you're doing like the same six things. So the conversation, I mean, I feel like that's kind of hard for most relationships. Tish, do you feel the same way in your, in your relationship about just like having the same conversations every day? Yes. We've gotten to the point where like we're texting in the morning and at night and that's about it because I mean, it is hard because you get on the phone and it's like, what's there to talk about? Nothing. There's like, uh, unless it's like sad news, there's really nothing to talk about. You're like, well, I did the same thing today and uh, weather was great. You like find yourself talking to your partner about the weather. So true. I mean, I think this this has been hard because in the very beginning, because Billy Ray was in Nashville when everything got shut down and I was in California. And so I've been here by myself, you know, the whole entire time. And so at first I was so jealous of all my friends that had their husbands or their boyfriends that were with them. Yeah. But honestly, I don't think that was good because like (laughs) most of the people in my life are either getting a divorce or are breaking up with, you know, it's like, it's been, I think this has been so hard on relationships. Dude, I feel you. I've been complaining this whole time that Rye's not here, but honestly, probably would have killed him. It's insane. Like no, no two people are supposed to be together this long. It's just like a crash course for couples on like, if you can get married or not. Well, most people aren't passing it. I feel. I I feel like every time I scroll on Twitter, I'm like, oh, another divorce. Okay, here we go. Yep. The hardest part about it is like, I never have this much time at home and I never have this much time that I could have been spending with him. And now that I have the time, he's not, he's not here. You know what I mean? It just seems like such a waste of like, all this downtime. I know. Well, Jason, my boyfriend, he had um, like a thing he did on his Instagram of, do you think relationships right now, it's, it's COVID making it or breaking it for them? And the majority of people said making it where it's actually the opposite of what we're thinking. But I think this is like a regular time of breakups per year anyways. I think this is like the time. And so maybe we're just noticing it more because of COVID, but apparently it's the opposite. Wow. Okay. Because I feel like the majority of people around me, it's been really hard. 
same. And I feel like every time I go on Instagram or Twitter or scroll, it's like another breakup. I mean, everything scrolling right now is I was trying to like look anything new going on, what's trending on Twitter. And the only thing that I saw was something about blue check marks going away on Twitter. <laughs> really? That's like what's trending right now. Oh, and Tyra Banks named the new host of Dancing with the Stars, which I'm so excited about because I'm, I mean, I hope I'm still going as, as long oh. as COVID isn't. And honestly, I love Tyra. Ugh. Is she just incredible? I feel like her energy and her presence is just like powerful. She's incredible. You know, she was in the Hannah Montana movie with Molly when she was really young. And so, um, and I've done a few things where I've run into her recently. I did the talk and she was on the talk after or something. And yeah. so I got to see her then, but like her energy, yes, is so incredible. And she's just super cool. Like, I think that, that that is a great fit for her. Yeah. It made it real for me today because I was watching her interview on Good Morning America and she said something about how like this season is going to be unlike any other season they've ever done I'm like well is that because it's just like not they're not going to have a live audience or I don't know what it's going to look like but she was saying that like she's had meetings with executive producers she's going to be a producer on the show and that it's going to be like the craziest season they've ever had but I also come from the world of The Bachelor where Chris Harrison says every season it's the most dramatic season so I'm like what does it all mean? I haven't figured it out yet. I know, but I do feel like that I have read that a lot of the reasons that the two hosts that have been hosting aren't going to this year is because they really want to change it up and make it feel fresh and new. So listen, their performances are always so mind-blowing. I'm like, this, their sets are insane. It's like such an incredible show. And so I can't even imagine it even being bigger than it already is because it's already so incredible. Wait, were you on it? No, but Billy Ray was season oh, like okay. three. I was, I just knew there was some connection there, but okay. He's been on three. Is that what you said? No, he was on, I think it was like season three or something. Maybe, maybe it was a little later into it, but it was really early on. Really? And how was his experience? Uh, first of all, he is not a dancer in any way, shape or form. And <laughs> yeah. the first day, the first one he went on, like we, he like literally like threw up on, in the car on the way. Yeah. Cause it was just, <laughs> he fun. was like, that was the scariest thing, but. Really? But you know what? That's just because he truly was not any a dancer at all. Like he just doesn't dance. And so it was just really hard and like really out of his comfort zone type of thing. Being out of his comfort zone that much was really hard on him. But like as he got into it by like week three, even though he wasn't the best dancer, all that kind of went away. And I think he began to have more fun, yeah. but it, it's such an incredible show. Like I think you're going to have the best time ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. That's what I keep hearing. I'm, I'm so excited. And I've, I've talked to one of the casting directors for the last five years because I was supposed to go on five years ago. So she's like, okay, I, this is going to be so much fun. Like you're coming in at a great time. I'm like, am I? I don't know. It's just also up in the air. But I mean, if, according to everybody, it's still going on and it's still going to happen. So I'm super pumped and I'm super pumped that Tyra's the host. And I think that's, I mean, I really loved Tom and I loved Aaron, but I think it's an exciting change. And yeah, I, I can't wait, but um, well, you better about, eat a lot right now. Cause you were so thin and Billy Ray lost 17 pounds in the first two weeks, what? maybe three weeks, but he lost 17 pounds like that. Oh, that's wild. Okay. So I've been working with a trainer to try and build so much muscle because I've like all the workouts I do. I'm like usually on my Peloton or like, I don't know, just ones that I'm not really building a lot of muscle. So I've been working so hard with a trainer to get like, so that I don't just waste away when I go on. And I'm looking forward to that the most is just eating whatever I want the whole time I'm on the show. Oh, you'll be able to for sure. Because he was so thin. It was incredible. Like his whole body <laughs> just completely changed. It really did. It was yeah. mind blowing. Yeah. I don't think Caitlin is going to have to practice quite as much as dad. Dad was so bad. Caitlin's already a great dancer. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. First of all, I feel like that's, I'm going into it where people are going to be like, oh, she's a dancer. She's going to be so great. But I talked to Hannah last night and she just won Dancing with the Stars and she had grown up dancing and she said, forget everything you know about dancing. You're going to have to unlearn things because it's such a different ball game. They don't do the same eight counts that you're used to. It's like toe heel for certain moves, heel toe for other moves. Like it's so hard. And I was like, okay, I got this. That's cool though. That's fun that he had that experience. And now tell me about your guys' podcast because how many episodes have you done now? We should know the answer to this, but I think well, seven. I, mean, I think this week is seven. And and you guys worked together before on Cyrus versus Cyrus. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. And you guys did like home decor, which Brandy was saying when you went up to get your marijuana that you're a very DIY kind of lady. And I always wish I was that kind of person. Like that painting behind you, did you do that? I did. It's um, a collage of like not even a fourth of every backstage pass I've ever had. 
what? Yeah, for all Molly and no, anybody, like they're all backstage passes just in, just messed up into a big frame. Oh, I love that. All right, guys, we want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do too. I'll have the one for 50 and over. I was going to say, there's a <laughs> few different formulas. Uh, there is one for women that are postmenopausal, yes, which is. would be my mother. <laughs> um, and if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can too. I have such like baby fine hair and not very much of it, but I, my hair does not shed. Like it really doesn't. And some of my my girlfriends, like when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. <laughs> Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like, I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush well, it out. this is amazing. I'm so tell the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners... $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code STONED. That's Nutrafol.com promo code STONED. So this is one of my favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted, plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda free and paraben free, plus it's pH balanced for safe use. I know for me, like I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and like what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus, they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite, and they also have toasted coconut. And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, it's so much easier just to have one product. Plus, they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers. And as a special offer for our listeners, all new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. This is how I function. I just went so off topic. I'm like, your podcast, is that a painting that you did? <laughs> I'm the exact same way. Like I'm, Brandy and I'll be talking and she'll be like, Mom, 
focus. I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> today, today I had a voice lesson and my vocal coach goes, do you know that movie Up with the squirrel? And he's always like, squirrel. And he just loses his, his focus. She's like, that's you. I'm like, I know. Oh, totally me. Okay. So anyways, back to your podcast. How did you guys um, come up with this idea? Because obviously you knew that you could work together. So what made you think of this? So I, obviously KB knows Wells and I have a podcast we've had for so long. And we, my mom and I have been talking about like, what are we going to do? Now that the Bravo show's over, we've, we've wanted to do another project and just we've tossed around so many different ideas. It's not even funny. And because my mom is so busy, it's been, it's been so hard to actually get her to commit and, and make yeah. fine time for it. But now that we're all stuck at home, it was actually the perfect time. So I flew to LA um, in February. Thank goodness I got there like just before all this stuff happened. Yeah. And we sat down and recorded our like a pilot episode. Yeah. We were sitting at her, de- her office desk and there's a giant sign above it that says, sorry, we're stoned. And we posted a picture of us recording and already thought it would be hilarious for her to smoke while we record because she's so much funnier when she's high. (laughs) (laughs) But, and then, so what kind of guests do you guys have on and what do you talk about? So it's crazy because originally we weren't really going to have guests right off the bat. We wanted to really iron, iron out like what is this podcast, but then the pandemic hit and then all these, you know, um, social issues started coming to light and the black lives matter movement happened. And obviously there's an election this year. There's just so many things going on in the world that my mom really wanted to start bringing in guests to talk about specific social issues and really just like what's going on in the world, like different experts and different things, because we were feeling like we wanted to use our platform to talk about those things, but she and I also don't feel like we're the people to speak on it. So mom, you can talk about the first couple of guests we had. Cause I mean, most of them are, are her friends and people that she's met along the way. So, yeah. So the first person we had on was a woman named woman. I say like, honestly, compared to me, she's so young and her name's Anita Lucchese. And I have always had a huge heart for the native American communities. And I started learning more and more about missing and murdered indigenous women in Northern California. And so many girls and women from reservations, really between uh, Northern California all the way up to Canada, to the to the border in Canada, a lot in Tahoe go missing, and the you know they end up being murdered or they're never found, and their families have no closure because nothing is being done because there's no accountability for these women. And so I met Anita, and she was so incredible because literally five years ago she was being sex trafficked, and now she started the first organization that is a data base for the missing and murdered indigenous women. And the the thing that that's mind blowing is there's not one. So all these people that are going missing, they're not even accounted for. And then the next person that we had on was a girl named Shirley Rains. And she had been on Miley's show, Bright Minded. And her organization is called Beauty to the Streets. And she literally is in downtown LA within the homeless community, I think just about every day and just serving them in ways that people wouldn't think mattered because it's a lot about beauty and doing their hair and their makeup and getting them clothes and washing them and, you know, just making them feel really good about themselves. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. She was like, because think about when you get your hair done, think about when you get your nails done, how that makes you feel. And so that was just so cool to see both of these women who had done all of this on their own. And then I went to high school with who is now still one of my very best friends. And she was married for like 28 years. She raised four amazing kids and she just got so interested in politics. And during the time of like the, the next two years following her divorce and became so passionate about it that she ran for office in Kentucky and won. No and way. so, she, yeah, it's amazing. And she's like 54, maybe 52 years old. Sure. And so she has this whole career now after she turned 50, after raising all these kids and like kind of just doing that and being a mom, which I just think is the coolest thing ever. And then we've had a couple of my other high school friends on just to talk and, and, and talk about fun stuff. So it's been amazing. I love having guests. It makes it go by so quick. And then this week we had on Matt Sanders, who's my favorite interior designer ever. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon, which is so perfect for this podcast because my mother lives on cereal. This is not a joke. 
No, it is seriously not a joke. Like, I eat so much cereal. Like, half the time, I have cereal for dinner. She literally has cereal for every single meal. And when I was growing up, she had me have cereal for every single meal. So it's definitely a Cyrus family favorite. And I got to be honest, like, I kind of stopped eating cereal as an adult because it's really not that great for you. But what's so cool about Magic Spoon is that it's zero sugar. It's 11 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs. So it's actually a cereal that's good for you. And the good thing for me is it's got four flavors, all of which I love. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. But my personal favorite is fruity and frosted. Oh, I could have nailed you for that one. My favorite is the blueberry. It just tastes so freaking yummy. Uh, honestly, the cereal is like too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I mean, honestly, it's it's a ma- it's like a magic cereal, which is probably why they call it Magic Spoon. Honestly, I can't even believe I like it because I'll... <laughs> I eat so <laughs> unhealthy. And like two of my friends just started this weird diet thing, a whole 30 or something. And I was like, there is no way I could do that because honestly, I live on cereal. Like I would not be able to eat. But if I eat this cereal, I'd be okay. You're insane. So but that is to- true. You're nuts. So if you want to get on the Tish diet and eat cereal for every meal and not be an unhealthy person, go to magicspoon.com slash stoned to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code, which is stoned at checkout to make sure you get that free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a hundred percent happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. But honestly, if it's Tish approved, I think you're going <laughs> to like it because she is the pickiest eater. That's magicspoon.com slash stoned and use the code stoned for free shipping. Thanks, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring our podcast. I'm getting so into interior design just from like owning a home and wanting to move and looking at other people's homes now. Like I'm so into it, but I don't feel like I have the eye for it. I just know that if someone put something together for me, I can say like, okay, I love that. Don't like this about it. I can go there. But to put something together, I like worship people who can do that. It's it's pure talent. Well, I think that that's like just the most important thing because some people don't know what they like and what they don't really like that's kind of how I am like I either really like it really like it or don't like it at all so it's kind of a very specific design but I think it's amazing when you do kind of know what you want and you don't that it's it's my favorite thing to do and so Matt and I have been doing a couple projects together and so he was on our podcast this week and it was just so much fun to have him on because he's hilarious Brandy, have you always been into that stuff too? Honestly, no. no. It's funny because growing up, my mom was like obsessive compulsive about our home I told the story before but we literally had a room in the house called the white room that nobody was allowed in like we weren't there she had a doggy gate up and like the kids weren't allowed in the room like, she was obsessed about it and then I always thought like oh it's not my thing like I'm not into that stuff and then when I became an adult now that I've realized that I'm turning into my mother I'm like oh I do I do like that I think it took like you're saying too like I think it took owning my own house and and doing you know renovating it and wanting to make it feel like my space where I really like learned about my passion for it. It, but I didn't, I also realized while doing that, how much I picked up from my mom over the years just by watching her and just by listening to her talk about it because she's renovated her own house. So, really? so we still have the same house that uh, we have a house in Tennessee. That's the same as since gosh, Brandy was probably like four years old. Oh my God. And then, yeah. And I've been in my house in LA for about 10 years. So, okay. Well, that's so special. I always, I swear to you, when my parents got a divorce, I was like 17 going on 18. And I was like, you can't sell the house, like crying because I just didn't want them to let go of it. And they hung on to it for like way longer than they should have just to like make the kids happy. But I always get so jealous when people still have their house they grew up in because it's so special. Oh yeah. Like Molly and like, I mean, really all the kids love the house in Tennessee, but I think Molly for sure, because her bedroom is still the same as when she was 12 years old, she will not let me change it. So we haven't touched the house for like 25 years. It's so dated. I can't even look at it, but like, there's something about when she goes home and it's still the exact same was when she left when she was 12, you know, and was just starting Hannah Montana that she's just obsessed with it and begs me not to change it. (laughs) It's probably like, you know, this comfort that that's how I felt. At least when I moved out of home, I never wanted my mom to change my room either because it was comforting to go back. And like, you just remember all the innocence that was part of that room. I know you really do. So, but yeah, I love, I love the house I'm in that I've, it's just, this house is like so special to me. So 
instead of moving, I just redo. Yes. I'm, I mean, I'm into that. And you guys have a segment you do on your podcast called Dear MT, right? Standing for Mama Tish. We do. And you answer listeners' questions. And Tish, have you always been the go-to in, in the family when it comes to advice? Always. Yes. Yeah, it just has worked for us, especially with the girls. But really even brazen, it's crazy. Trace is a little less um, like that, but like I'm the first person brazen calls if Uh there's anything, you know, and and the girls too, for sure. So yeah, I mean, even their friends, you know. I I have a question for you. How do you stay so youthful and beautiful? It's, it blows my mind every time I see you. Oh my gosh, you are so, I'm not do you know these roots have not been done since February, like February 3rd and I am losing it. Those now, are your roots? These You're are not so- even gray? You know what? That is kind of crazy. I will say I do not have one gray hair. What in the hell? What and all, all of my friends are like, why are your, is your hair not gray? I was like, I don't know. But I, I've like, I've looked cause I'm like, surely, I mean, I've had, I'm so stressed to the max. I'm like, where are, that? thank goodness I have not gotten gray hair yet. That's actually mind-blowing I have like full grays front and center that I was just cover up with the blonde but and I'm 35 but I feel like I've had them for a couple years that's crazy yeah so many of people get it really young yeah I mean my mom told me she was fully gray in her 30s and I was like oh yeah a lot of people are Billy Ray's mom fully gray by the time she was 30 she in high school Brandy her high school photo right here on the front she had this little swoop and the whole sweep was gray and she was 18. That's insane. Yeah. Okay. But do you have secrets or are you just like a lot of marijuana eat like shit and don't exercise? Okay. So basically you won the genetic lottery and you just, maybe that's what it is though. Maybe it's the simple um, art of not giving a fuck. Mm, I think so. You know what? There's one consistent thing it could be. And that's that I always get eight hours of sleep. Like I'm psycho about sleep. Like I prefer 10 hours, but like I literally, I don't care what time it is. I have to be up. I will go to bed. Also you have never really been a drinker. You've really not. No, never, never drank. And I never smoked pot until I was 42. So really? Yeah. But I eat like a small child. Like I'm the unhealthiest eater you will ever meet. And I don't exercise at all, but I do have lots of cellulite. (laughs) Well, okay. Same. I'm a tiny human and I have lots of, lots of cellulite. That's also genetic, but that were your parents that way? Like, are they super youthful? You know what? I'm adopted oh, you and are. yeah, that. I'm adopted, but you know, I, I do think that has to be hereditary because like I'm so thin and yeah. I don't try to be like, I just stay thin even though I eat terribly, but the cellulite is so insane. So I think probably it has, uh, it is hereditary. Yeah. That makes sense. Or that's- it could be that I eat like crap. <laughs> well, no, I do think that it, that it's hereditary, but I mean, that's crazy. Cause I, I just feel like, okay, I eat like crap twice a week but if I do that every day of the week like I can totally see it and I'm a naturally small person but I can still like I'll I'll gain weight um, but I do think drinking is going to be a huge problem of mine because girlfriend loves her wine. And then, oh, Botox is also my best friend. <laughs> oh, totally love Botox. Like that yeah. Botox is like, yeah. not, I don't, I don't dig filler, but Botox all the way. So you guys have questions, right? Yeah, so speaking of Dear MT, because this is a joint episode, it's going to be Dear MT and KB. Yay. Amazing. All right, here we go. Hi, but I was just wondering, I'm 23 and I've been recently dating older guys, so around 30, 29. And I just kind of had a question, what is your opinion of that and how do you feel about kind of a bigger age gap? I know I'm in my 20s and I work full time, so it's not like I'm in college, but I know that you have a slight age difference with your husband and I know times change, but I just wanted to know what your opinion on it. Thank you guys. Love you. I love this question. I feel like her age gap, if I'm doing the right math, is about the same as you and dad. And you know what's crazy is so my parents, this is insane. My mom and dad met on a Monday and got married on a Friday and were married for 32 years. And then he passed when and he passed away of throat cancer. Wow. They were so in love and they were he was 13 years older than my mom. Really? And they had the most incredible relationship. You know, just mentioned that I was adopted and I am so thankful for my parents because, you know, people all talk about things that, you know, they feel now is 
part of, you know, their childhood that what maybe wasn't so great. Or I just, my parents were so in love and so giving and just, they were so in love with me, maybe because I was adopted that they just were like, I was a cheerleader. I did dance, but they were front row and center at everything I ever did. And my biggest cheerleader and just gave me such an incredible life. So like from my experience, my mom and dad being 13 years apart, like it was a beautiful thing and they could not have been more in love. I love that. I'm older than Reinhardt. Yeah, I'm older than Jason too. (sighs) Really? Four years. I'm only a year and a half older than Rye. I don't think like, I mean, if you're, if you're like 16 and dating like a really old guy, okay, that's where I could see a problem. But if you're in your twenties and I mean, when I was in my twenties, I had no business dating an older man because I didn't even know who the hell I was, but there's a lot of 20 some year old girls out there who really know who they are and feel like, you know, they might be established in who they are career personally and everything. And I think it's like, as long as the love is there. Yeah. And I met Billy Ray when I was 23. So, you know, and so, yeah. And, you know, he's six years older than me, but I mean, I, like you said, unless it's somebody that's really, really, really young and dating a 40 year old or 30 year old, that, that's insane. Yeah. But like, yeah, if you're in your twenties and you know, you meet someone that you really like, I mean, I do not have a problem with it at all. Yeah. Okay. All right, Stoners. We want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the stoners about mood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is right. If you guys don't know, mood is known for their federally legal THC. Oh. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love mood. Yeah. Well, great. They're, they're like, uh, they are so good. I, they really do have something for every single mood. And it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product, would you uh, say? You know what? I love their pens. Mm, they are okay. really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods' new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. Question number two. Hey, Brandy and Tish the Dish. I'm definitely one of your loyal peers. I'm from um, Canada. I'm 23. Um, so I'm just uh, calling because I have a, a health issue that I've been dealing with um, the past couple of years. So that's uh, really stopped me from um, working and all that. And um, recently, I've been gotten to go ahead to start uh, working and going to school. Uh, I feel a little bit behind because I feel like all my friends have, you know, done that already and graduated. Um I just want advice on, you know, how to get back into, you know, the workforce and, you know, getting back out there because it's been it's been quite a while and I just don't know how to navigate that per se. Anyways, I love you guys and I love the podcast and uh, I'll be listening. Thank you. Bye. So it's funny because she's saying she got like a late start going to school and stuff. What's so crazy is my best friend, Olivia, who Caitlin knows, is 28 years old and she just went back to school. So I feel like now a lot of people are actually doing that right now. I think that's incredible. And I mean, I mean, maybe more and more people are doing things like that. So maybe she won't feel so alone in that. I mean, that she's kind of feeling behind, but maybe there's a lot of people, you know, right now that have time on their hands that are kind of going back to school. But I think you just look at it as maybe, you know, you're a little older and really know what you want to do as well. Maybe you aren't that behind. Maybe, you know, I don't know, Brandy, I'm stoned. Take it. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. I'm spinning. I'm circling. I'm circling. It's like when you do the national anthem and you just can't quite be. That's amazing. 
Uh, I feel like Caitlin, Caitlin and I, I feel like can speak on this a little bit too, because I don't know for you, Caitlin, but for me, like I was actually just thinking today, I really didn't come into my own until I was in my thirties, like figuring out my shit and getting myself together and knowing like what it is I want to do and where I really felt like I was, um, like building like a brand for myself and really becoming like a businesswoman and, and taking care of myself. Like it really took me to get into my thirties to feel like I'm there. So I think feeling like you're a little bit older when you're getting started with everything is totally fine because even if it seems like everyone's ahead of you and if it seems like these younger people have it together, the reality is like your twenties are your twenties. You know what I mean? Nobody knows what they're doing. No, it's quite quite impressive that she's even taking that step right now because I think she's comparing her journey to her friends. And just because her friends have already done that doesn't mean there's a specific age, like number you have to be to, to do what you want to do. Like I, she's, she's 23, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's no, I, yeah, that's incredible. She's in my opinion, way ahead of the game. I think, I think especially in this generation, the, the amount of times people in this day and age switch jobs, like that's such a, a new thing in this world where, you know, my parents had the same job for 40 years and then this generation, they switch jobs like an average of like 10 times in their life. So the fact that she's already going back to school at 23 and knowing what she wants is like way more than I could have said at that age. Absolutely. Gosh. You know, sometimes you just get thrown into things in such weird circumstances. Like with me, like I had no idea, like I was just raising kids. And then when Molly got Hannah Montana and we moved to California, you know, I was the manager, whether I wanted to be or not, I was because, you know, and and I didn't really know what to do. So I was going to ask you if you like had that in your history, if you just kind of fell into that role. You know, I did. It's, it's weird when I think back though, about my, my mom and dad, they, they were just such entrepreneurs and they had a car stereo shop and I loved music and they had a ticket master inside that store where my mom, and that's where I would go to work once I graduated at Ticketmaster. And I loved it because I loved concerts and I loved shows and that my mom and dad were business people. Like that's what they did. They had restaurants and that's all like I heard all the time was them talking business. And it's so crazy when I, you know, told you about my mom and dad and their history. My mom didn't even drive a vehicle for like 11 years until they adopted me because they went to work together. They came home together. Like they did everything together. It was crazy. And so I just worked there right after I graduated and I just, I just loved music always. And then I think I just get the business sense from them, but you know, being thrown into it, you just kind of learn as you go. And it was amazing, but I was like 30, probably six years old, you know, there you go. I mean, I learned so much about women and, you know, your bodies. And when I froze my eggs, it was like women's bodies are meant to have babies at like 16. Now it's like coming out of that where women are just evolving so much that they can figure out their own career and they can decide on when they want to have kids and who they want to be with. So it's just like shifting so much that sometimes people still have this image of what they're supposed to be doing at a certain age when it's just not the case at all. Totally. Agreed. All right. This is a great question for Caitlin. Hi, Tish and Brandy. My name's Lakin. I have been absolutely loving the podcast, so definitely keep it coming. It's become a staple on my way to work. I'm also a YFT here, so I just love everything about this. But my question is kind of for both you guys. So I'm 20, I'm almost 23. I'm about to graduate with my nursing degree in December. And I've been with my boyfriend for a little over two years. We're in a really good place right now. And I think there's a high possibility we could take that next step after graduation and move in together. I've been trying to approach it lightly and I've been getting answers from him over the past couple months and just been taking it as small wins because talking about the future kind of scares them, which is fair. You know, we're both in our young 20s and I get it. Do you think I'm approaching it in the right way or do you think it's gotten maybe to the point, you know, I was only a couple months away where we graduate and have to kind of make a decision that I should sit him down and kind of talk about it or do you think approaching it in the way I have just kind of bringing it up slowly over a few months, every couple months is the right way to go about it. Love to hear your guys' advice on this and Caitlin since she's a part of this too. So yeah. Just go ahead and send it my way. Love the podcast. Can't wait to keep listening. Uh, Yes, thank you. Bye. So since Caitlin currently lives with her boyfriend, I feel like she should answer this question because apparently she succeeded. Exactly. I have have an answer for this because if you've been dating for two years, that's 
you know, that's a commitment. And if there, there should be no other way to do it than to just be able to sit down and have a conversation about it, because that's going to tell you a hell of a lot about your relationship. If you can communicate and just be able to be like, Hey, let's sit down and talk about this. I'm not afraid of what you're going to say. I just want to know the truth. Like, where are you feeling with moving in after we graduate? Do you need some time? What do you want to do? Like those should be the boundaries that you're already setting for a relationship, especially if you've been together for two years. So in my opinion, you just sit down and have the conversation and you think with I always take this from Jason is you think with logic over emotion and if he isn't ready that doesn't necessarily mean that he's saying he doesn't want to be with you you have to just hear everybody out and and just figure it out but communication should be the number one thing in your relationship right now so you should have that conversation straight up oh my gosh I really want to beat you right now (laughs) I am the worst communicator And Billy Ray is the worst. We are the two worst communicators that has ever lived. I'm so passive aggressive, but I really believe that that can be true. What he's saying, like, even if I'm not ready, then I'm like, but is it? (laughs) Like, where does he really just not, you know what I mean? Like, that's where I go. And then I get all prodful and like, well, I'm not asking that. I I am the worst communicator. Look, do not be me. It's hard when you have two people that aren't great communicators, but I feel like it's probably why my relationships have actually failed in the past is because I can be a little passive aggressive and I feel like I'm, I get like too emotional in, in things and I get exactly like a prideful thing where Jason has really calmed me down in that way and taught me like healthy communication. So I feel really lucky for that. But I mean, you guys are obviously doing something right. You're still together, but it's, it's just, sometimes it's learning to not communicate well together. Like you have to just figure out what works best for you guys. And I think I'm a little bit like, I'd rather just be in denial. Like I'm not going to ask because of him, if he just says no, well then I just don't want to know. And that like, that is totally like, I'm so bad bad advice here. I mean, you're self-aware, which is great. That is great. I'm trying to make myself work with the therapist to get over these things, but I literally am just not good at communication. It's hard. I go, I go every three weeks for different things. Uh, I would take KB's advice on this and just bring it up straight to the point, get your answer. Otherwise you're going to be stressed about it and you're going to wonder. And if you just ask outright, then you get your answer. Yeah. Yeah. But also only if you're ready for the truth. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I'm saying logic over emotion. Exactly. The relationship question. Okay. So I recently moved across the country from the East Coast to the West Coast with my significant other of almost five years now. And this was our first time living together after being together for almost eight months out here. We came to the mutual decision, you know, that we maybe weren't the best people for each other. And I just was seeking like any type of advice for my life moving forward. I'm in a brand new space. I am just craving independence. And I thought that the three of you would be the best people to ask whether that's navigating, getting through a heartbreak or anything to do with being single in your early 20s, mid 20s. I don't know. I'm 24. (laughs) Um, But I am in a brand new place lace being down somewhere called San Diego's and um, I just wanted some advice whatever you can give would be so appreciated and I love you guys and I hope you are having a beautiful Wednesday Bye-bye. love her yeah love <laughs> she's amazing okay I'm starting okay. do you know Marta Brandy's friend Marta yeah I do right yeah I think so yeah. okay yeah. I'm obsessed with Marta and she is so independent as well like she loves traveling alone she loves going to eat alone like she is the coolest person I know really truly and Brandy is so similar to that where she is very independent like that I was never like that up until truly honestly until the pandemic where I was forced to be alone I would it was my biggest fear and I wish at in my 20s I always feel like I needed to be in a relationship even in high school like I just needed to be in a relationship I wish I had taken time then to learn to be okay with just being with myself and being okay with that and being independent and not feeling like I needed someone all the time so I say if this it seems like the perfect time if you just got out of this long relationship you just moved to the west coast which is the best place in the world and you have the opportunity to just live life and kind of learn to just be with yourself and be okay with that before rushing to another relationship i wish i would have done that mm-hmm. that's wow. good advice that's good advice because what she said that stood out to me is she said 
I'm craving independence. And so she's already in a good place to like empower herself and go forward with that because she's craving it. And I was kind of like, I didn't have a sense of independence until I was in my thirties. I was kind of the same where I always wanted to be in a relationship or around people or whatever. And that's, that's kind of why you move in together sometimes to figure it out. If, mm -hmm. if you are the right people for each other, you figured out you're not and how responsible of you to acknowledge that and say you're craving independence. And it's like you said, the West coast is the best coast and just like go learn about yourself and learn about what, what it is that you're craving for your own, you know, self-love. So I think that's great. Yeah. Same. It's funny. So she's 24. When I was 24, I wouldn't have admitted it then, but I moved from LA to Nashville to be with my boyfriend at the time. And we didn't, we only dated for maybe a little less than a year after I made that move. And we had the worst breakup ever. It was the worst breakup of my entire life. And I was so devastated for so long, but in hindsight, making that move back, even though at the time it had so much to do with him, I'm so thankful for it because it put me where, where I am now. Like if I hadn't moved back to Nashville, like I wouldn't have anything that I have now. You know what I mean? And who knows like what I'd be doing. Maybe I would have joined another band in LA. Maybe I wouldn't have this like great career that I have. So and it's funny too, all of my really good friends that I've had for a very long time, I met through him. So even though I broke up with him, like I gained so many friends out of that. And there really was just like so much to gain from that guy. Like the breakup was so hard, but I just feel like even if like you make a move like that for somebody and it doesn't work out, you got to look for the reasons why it happened. Cause there really is like purpose and everything, you know, if you don't see it at the time, like you will eventually. I agree with that. I agree with that. Great advice, Brandy. Great questions today. Those were great. Hey, KB, we have a segment called High Design because get it high and it's high design. Uh, I love that. I can't wait to play my quick game next with you called Hypotheticals. Oh, yay. <laughs> Hypothetical. Let's see. This question is from Martha. Hi, my name is Martha. I'm from Las Vegas. Are barn doors in or out? Thank you. Oh my gosh, I love it. She goes straight to the point. Oh my God, bless Martha. I mean, she was coming in hot with that design question. I love it. Okay, I love this question because, I mean, barn doors went through a big trend and I am all for a barn door like in the right space, but barn doors scare me because I've seen so many where the tone of the wood is just awful and that may be with the flooring or with your countertops. I'm just really picky about the wood tone. What I do love, and I think you can do it in so many ways, is painting a barn door white or painting a barn door black. Or even like I love, I just saw on my domain, a barn door that was painted a light blue and all the hardware was like a matte black and it was so pretty. So I think if you're going for a barn door, the safest thing is to do a painted barn door. They're your white, black, or some really pretty color that looks good with like a matte black hardware. I don't think you can go wrong. I have a barn door in my house and it's painted dark charcoal and we have matte black hardware and it's very chic. I love that. So barn doors had their moment and they haven't let it go yet. Like I'm all, all for a barn door. Oh, me too. And one thing they didn't show on Cyrus versus Cyrus, my favorite thing that we did in one of the houses that we did was a coffee bar and we put barn doors on the top part of the cabinetry. And so you had your little coffee pot and it opened and you had all your coffee station and then you could close it on up. So you didn't see it all the time. And it was just the cutest thing ever, even though no one saw it. So maybe we can put that on our, on our Instagram brandy. That'll be great. Great idea. Okay. Well, I'm glad we answered Martha's question because she was adorable. Okay. So we'll do a quick game before, uh, before I let you guys go, because I've been looking for a game to play this with, because I always play the hypothetical game, but it was somebody, I can't remember who I was having a conversation with somebody else who likes some smoking and we came up with the hypotheticals and I was like, oh, I need to make that a segment for somebody who likes to smoke. So here we go. Great. Okay. So, well, you both can answer, but I'll, I'll switch. So, okay, Tish, if you had to be isolated or quarantined with one member of your family, who would you choose and why? <laughs> Randy's just sitting back like, yeah, mom. <laughs> oh, I think Brandy. And you know why? Because like, I feel like she is just so grounded and so like reliable that I feel like she could figure anything out and like together we would just, we would survive it, but I'm not sure about with the others. That's fair. Brandy, why do you look surprised? I agree. I feel like you pick me because I'm the most passive that 
Like if, like if we need space, my mom and I just like go away and then we come back and it's all good, even though we've never talked about why we were annoyed. And that would just be like, that would just be it. Well, but if we're going to be just like stranded together, like I just feel like I'm going to need you to handle some things. <laughs> no one else in the family can handle anything. <laughs> That's amazing. My niece, my niece called me and she thought she had COVID because she's young and scared. And she was like, well, I have a tummy ache. And I was like, why don't we just go take some deep breaths? And she's like, see, this is why I call you. Because if I call Emma or my mom, then she's just so dramatic. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> it was so cute. Um, okay. So if you could relive one year of your life thus far, what year would you relive? Honestly, this past one was probably the best year of my life. So probably that one from like November, 2018 to November, 2019. Because right. of our podcast. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> that really made your year. I know it. <laughs> okay. If you could create a law that everyone absolutely had to follow, what law would you make? God, there's so many. There are so many. Huh. I'm trying to think of what I would say. I'm like, oh. a law. I honestly don't know. There's pr there's probably so many other better ones, but because of this happened to me today, you shouldn't, there should be the same punishment for driving under the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving under the speed limit, take it. Do you find that Nashville drivers are the absolute worst or is it just me? The worst. They are terrible. They are absolutely terrible. I, I agree with that. Okay, that's that's your law. You know what? That, that's it. That and, and be kind. <laughs> well, I was going to say that everybody had to be nice. But I feel like if we made a law that everybody had to smoke weed, then everybody would be nice and that'd be great. You know what? That's fair. That's very valid. Yeah, it's very valid. That's the thing that I love about smoking pot is that literally like it's just like peace love and happiness yeah it really is everyone should try it okay if you had to pick one food to eat for breakfast lunch and dinner what would you pick mac and cheese cheese quesadilla oh oh mine's i'm like sushi but that's because i i miss i lived in vancouver for so long where i had the best sushi of all time and now i'm in nashville where i'm like help okay one more Mm, let me pick a good one. <laughs> if you had to replace your hands with any two objects, which would you choose? That's so weird. So weird. <laughs> Mine would be like a wine glass and a claw so I could still like <laughs> grab things and then drink wine. So I'm right there with you. You are? Coffee mug in one for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I'm like a joint in one hand. <laughs> 1,000%. If I'm going to have something weird as hands, I'm going to definitely need to be hot at all times. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, how, you've been in LA for 10 years, but how do you still have the best accent ever? I live for a Southern accent. I despise it because I feel like people like that hear me talk immediately. I don't know. I just feel so weird about it that I've been out here 15 years oh, and- wow. Yeah, I've been here 15 years and I do not know why it has not gone away. It's ridiculous. I absolutely love it. Like I, I want to have one. My kids hate it. Well, they don't hate it, but they just like, it's so easy for them because everything I say, Noah and Molly say it back in my accent and it's so annoying. <laughs> It's cute. I love it. I think it's like endearing. I, I know that some of my like Southern girlfriends say that people don't take them as seriously when they hear a Southern accent. So I understand that. 1000%, especially like, and I'm usually on conference call with mostly all men yeah. too. And I just feel like this accent makes them not take me as seriously or yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I totally agree with that. Which is lame because that's their stupid problem, but I just love it. I like have, well, I used to have the harsh Canadian accent, but I feel like it's kind of gone. I don't think you have an accent really. Yeah? Okay. No. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this podcast. And I love that you guys started your own podcast because your, your dynamic is so perfect. It's such a, it's so like, like well-balanced and fun and great advice. And she keeps me grounded, which is great. <laughs> my role with Tish is very similar to my role with Caitlin on the podcast tour. And I'm like, got to keep it in line. We got to, we got to stay on the agenda. We got to stay on track. <laughs> I forgot you guys did that. Yes. It was so much fun, but I, everybody needs a brandy in their life just to, to keep them grounded. So bad. <laughs> so bad. 
It's a great quality, Brandy. Um, we're lucky to have you. Okay. Well, thanks for having us on. No, thank you guys so much too. And it was great catching up with you both. And congratulations on the podcast and um, all the all good. Oh wait, where can people find the podcast? Mom's too stoned to answer. Find sorry, we're stoned. Basically anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, etc. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Uh, we also we do have an Instagram account that we just started, so we're still um, getting it together. But it's at sorry, we're stoned. You can follow me at Brandy Cyrus, my mom at Tish Cyrus. We post more on our individuals than the uh, podcast Insta. So is it just at Sorry We're Stoned? What is huh? that? I don't post anything. Blurry, unfocused. <laughs> that's better. That's perfect. That just makes it like more like on brand. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. That was planned. Okay, well, thank you ladies so much. We'll chat soon. Awesome. Thanks, Caitlin. Okay, bye. Oh, that was so fun. That was so much fun. I love Caitlin and I freaking miss our podcast tour now. Are we going to do a podcast tour one day? I love that. I'm sure. It sounds like a blast. You could dance on stage. Your dream come true. Oh my gosh. It would be so good. Well, too bad it's COVID and no one's going anywhere or doing any kind of show for the that foreseeable future. That is absolutely future. happening now. Do we have to do it in cities where you can smoke weed legally so we can smoke weed on stage? Ooh. I mean, that would be preferable. That would be very preferable. But if not, I guess we could like sacrifice. Maybe yeah. I could get my mom to have a drinky drink instead. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, so much fun <laughs> talking to Caitlin. And thank you, thank you, thank you for having us on. And I guess that's it. It's a wrap. Um, well, it's almost a wrap because we can't forget to let the stoners know. Even though we weren't really planning on having all these awesome guests, like we've been racking up uh, quite the guest list. So um, you don't want to miss next week. We are going to maybe try to get my friend JB on and talk some marijuana. And also we would really love it. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, go and rate and give us five stars. Leave us. It's called a review, but I like to think of it more as like signing like a, like a, like a guest book. Like you came to our event. <laughs> you just want to leave a little message and then also don't forget if you want to call and leave a message we have a voicemail set up that you guys can call the number is 818-839-0534 you can call and you can ask us anything preferably either questions for DRMT or hot as off oh yeah Tish loves in a design question love all right guys well that's it for this week hope you had fun with us and we will see you next week later stoners Hey guys, I'm Alana Dunn and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early Hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiance, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever-evolving world of dating. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.